Bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, have you ever gotten a phone call that changed the course of your life? Our next guest has. Jim Peterick has had top 10 songs in four decades and boasts more than a thousand published songs. His greatest hits? Well, with the Ides of March, the song Vehicle, with Survivor, the iconic Eye of the Tiger, plus High on You, I Can't Hold Back, and The Search is Over. Jim is truly a songwriting force of nature, and now he's pulled back the curtain of his life in the ups and downs of a career in rock and roll that was kicked into super high gear from one phone call. It's all in his new book, Through the Eye of the Tiger, The Rock and Roll Life of Survivor's Founding Member. Gonna rock it and talk about the ride with Survivor Jim Peter Rick. Welcome to the show, Jim. Oh, man, that is the best <laughs> intro I've ever got. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. We are so happy to have you on the show today. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, one good melody deserves another. Are you ready? Mm. Absolutely. Great God in heaven, you know I love you. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Love it. Okay, so now we got to talk about the book. Basically, it's a manual for everything you need to know about a rock and roll career. Mistakes and triumphs, it's all in there. So what was it like writing it? Well, it was kind of soul ripping, you know, in a way. In a way, it was like, at first I'm going, well, is there really enough drama in my life to sustain a book? Because, you know, I love rock autobiographies. I, I eat them like potato chips, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite of which probably is Keith Richards' book, Life. I've read it I'm, three times, okay. you know. But a lot of these rock and roll careers, like your Motley Crue guys and uh, Duran and they're train wrecks. And they come out triumphant, but there's all this sturm and drang, you know. Right, and it and makes going, a good read. <laughs> it does. Make, I, I hate to admit it. It really does. So I, I'm going, is there no drama in my life? But as I was writing it, I realized there's a, a lot more stuff in there than I thought. You know, that was very, very painful. Uh-huh. But as you know, as, as a songwriter, to cocoon ourselves in that creative mode, and it kind of rounds off the edges of everything. That's true. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I kind of lived in that creative bubble when I was on the road with Survivor and things. You know, we had the biggest record in America, in the world. But I was having absolutely zero fun because there was so much internal strife. Were there things that you saw, you know, kind of reliving it that you were like, oh, that didn't hit me till now? So, so much. Okay. You know, uh, the marriage, you know, like, as you know, I've been married for 42 years to mm-hmm. Karen and high school sweethearts met in the uh, line outside the high school to see the turtles. Okay. Uh, and she was 15, just turned 15. I was 17. And it was this wonderful story, but, you know, as I was writing the book, uh, I was just amazed that our marriage stayed together. Um, And and it's mainly because of, you know, I kind of missed the 80s. I was on the road practically nonstop in the 80s. You know, it was kind of like, okay, well, the sunshine, man, you got a number one record, you better get out there. And and that pressure from everybody involved, because you're now the cash cow, so you've got to get out there and produce. Oh, yeah, and you've got a whole entourage of, employees and it's a big deal you know mm-hmm. but you know the home fire has got to be lit you know and karen was not exactly yoko ono type who wanted to be at my shoulder on the road she had her own career and the fact that we survived that decade is a really a miracle do you think that is in part because she was pretty much her own woman and she had her own career going do you think that helped i think that made the whole difference plus i think we really were in love i mean mm-hmm. it wasn't like maybe 
you know, we knew that whatever we were going through, we would come back to each other. You know, it was a, a real faith in our love. Uh-huh. Been quite, quite the great thing. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. And such an unusual story in rock and roll. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. <laughs> but, you know, you know, in any walk of life, they say rock and roll, but you could be a lawyer, you could be anything and feel the temptations, feeling the pull. We never go to bed on a problem. We're always like, you know, let's solve this because we're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to just fester, you know. And that's kind of been our secret. Uh-huh. I hear that advice all the time, but sometimes it's hard to actually implement that advice. Yeah, no, no kidding. That's true. <laughs> You're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with singer-songwriter guitarist Jim Peterick. Now, he's written hits for his groups Ides of March, including the song Vehicle, and for Survivor, the iconic Eye of the Tiger. You also called your drug of choice was your creativity, your songwriting, and you never got caught up in the whole scene. How did you resist that? What was it about you that kept you from falling into that trap? Well, I think it's really about the gift. You know, it's about appreciating your gift. I mean, I'm not saying I'm gifted. What I'm saying is we all have a gift. And I knew early on that I had these melodies going through my head, and I'd pick up a ukulele that my sisters put in my hand, and I would be able to play a song. And I go, this is special. I mean, I didn't say, hey, this is special. I just knew. Uh So you were protecting the gift, basically. Correct. But you were so young when you started. How, How did you have that intuitiveness? Well, part of it, I think, was, you know, the good upbringing in, in a blue-collar town like Berlin, Illinois, and having my brothers in the Ides of March, we were called the Shandells when we started, before the Tommy James and the Shandells. But I had these guys around me, watching my back all the time. These guys were also straight arrows and realized how lucky they were and had the good upbringing. I had great influences. Uh-huh. How many times do you hear that, that the peer group brings someone down? That's tragic. Yes. Yeah, common story. So was that positive peer pressure? Yeah, I had a great family around me, and I would look at people around me getting high, and I'm going, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, we're just on stage for thousands of people. You can't get better than that, and you cannot keep the party going. Right. You have to have enough internal fiber to say, I'm good even when I'm off the stage. Yeah, a natural high. Well, and you also have to appreciate it because success like that is so few and far between. I know. (laughs) And we'll continue our chat with Jim Peterick about his rock and roll memoirs through the eye of the tiger, the rock and roll life of Survivor's founding member. You're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show.